0: This is Shoulder Charge, a Rugby League podcast, hosted by me, Casey Smith. And guess what? Rugby League is back, and this week making its return is Super League. This time with two French teams. So, what a perfect excuse to have Steve Brady on as my first guest of the season. He's better known as Catalan Media on Twitter, and we're talking Toulouse and Catalan Dragons. So, let's get into it. So, welcome to episode 1. Before we start, a bit of background. Steve Brady is an English journalist based in the south of France, and he features regularly in League Express covering Catalan Dragons and Toulouse-Olympique. And he joins me now from a windy St Gilbert Brutus. Welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on anyway. No worries, mate. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just start off um, with Catalan Dragons then, and uh, they've got in some new signings. Uh, obviously, Mitchell Pearce is the one seems to be replacing James Maloney. Uh, do you think he's going to have the same impact?
1: It's difficult because uh, people just think he's going to step into James' shoes and kick all the goals and win all the games. Well, Pearce isn't the goal-kicker this year. He's going to be uh, operating from six. Uh, Sam Tompkins is the first-choice goal-kicker, as we saw at the weekend. Steve Metamore confirmed that with possibly Josh Drinkwater or Arthur Morgue if he had a chance of injury. Uh, filming, but Sam's first choice for that. That's one material difference between Jimmy and, uh, and Mitch, or Junior, as the coach keeps calling him, <laughs> Junior Pierce. His dad's obviously Wade Pierce. Uh, so he's a different kind of player. You know, he's, a, he, he's more of a ball runner. Jimmy was more tactical on the pitch and placing the ball where he liked and, and dictating more verbally. Uh, he, he liked to chat, Jimmy, still does. <laughs> but uh, Mitch Pierce is more uh, mobile. You're going to see a, a massive difference. Josh Drinkwater and Mitch Pierce have hit it off immediately. You can see they've got a great relationship. Uh, him and Sam are talking. Uh, there's a great communication here at the, the the pitch. The players are really happy. And uh, Mitch Pierce has settled in just immediately. It's so good to see. It's almost seamless. Uh, and the other two guys, Dylan Knapper had a really good knockout on Saturday against Toulouse in the friendly. He looks fit. He looks really, really fit. Uh, Tyrone May came on for Michael McAlorum in the second half. Uh, and you know it, it's it's a funny game a trial game you never really at hundred percent but he looks good he looks sharp and, and the coach assures me that he's he's a real contributor uh, at training he said he's a real studier of the game he surprised people with his knowledge and his depth of knowledge of the game so all three seem to have settled in
0: yeah and obviously we saw this potential with France last year the World Cups coming to France as well um, but. You know, big, massive crowds in the playoffs. I think that surprised a few. You know, I think when they were walking into the grounds, they were met by all these French fans on, on, the, on the streets. Uh, and obviously, there's young French talent coming through as well. And now you've added in Toulouse into the mix. You know, what does that do for French rugby league? I've watched
1: a lot of rugby league in the time. I was uh, We originally came from Wigan before moving to France. And, I've seen the Manly game, I'm old enough to remember that in 1987 and the atmosphere there. Went to Brisbane to watch them beat Brisbane Broncos in the World Cup Challenge. The atmosphere there was incredible. I haven't seen anything like the uh, semi-final yeah. here with the whole KR game. With As you say, it's a very continental thing with all the flurs going off. Yeah. a little bit of it coming into English football now. But down the road here, Olympic Marseille, like if you ever see a game that they have, it's, it's absolute, it blows your mind. Yeah. It's incredible, the fireworks in the atmosphere. So that, that night, that semi-final feel there, was it... A Peculiarly French affair. I hadn't experienced anything quite like it. I've seen big games, grand finals, Old Trafford's, uh, Wembley's, etc. But that was something special. It was quite personal. You can only fit twelve and a thousand in here, so you can't pretend it's sixty-five thousand yeah. attendance. But the passion and, uh, and and the character shown by these French Catalans, as well, don't forget, you've got a real strong mixture of Catalan uh, people here. Uh, Toulouse is different. Toulouse is very French, right? Uh, but the Catalan passion here was incredible. There is, there is a real feeling that French rugby League is on, on the verge of something very special. Yeah. And the promotion last year of, of Toulouse Olympique, uh, for me, is the catalyst. And I know if you want to discuss it later that the suffering at the moment, Toulouse, yeah. problems uh, with players, and, and I know all about that. But the, just the very fact that the name Toulouse is in Super League,
2: it's yeah. not
1: Catalan Dragons, it's Toulouse. People know that name worldwide, it's world famous. People might stroll through Le Monde or they keep their paper and, and go, Catalan Dragons, do they play in Barcelona? Yeah. Do they play in Spain? But to lose, just to have that name in our game, I think it's such a massive, massive boost for everyone. And, and I know some people don't agree with spreading the game to France, but the, the potential to elevate profile of the game on a national, international yeah. scale is there. I really, I wish they would have given a three-year relegation exemption. Yeah. They maybe not need it, even though with the troubles, they might not need it when Catalan's first game maybe got a five-year exemption and that really worked. Look what happened with that now. Yeah, It's a real shame that to lose on top of the same kind of respect for my
0: opinion. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, some will say, like, you know, Featherstone have recruited so much, you know, they spent a fortune, Lee have spent a fortune. Yeah. You can't, you, I think if you're going to do that, you're still going to have to get those up in the league and you're going to have to make it to a 14-team team, you know, yeah. league I, I don't think you can just say, you know great obviously we want to grow to lose. i think with expansion i think it makes a lot more sense with france you know we've had we've had the the teams in canada you know ottawa we didn't even see ottawa but of we saw what uh, toronto what happened with toronto i think you know it's one thing going all the way over to canada you know but uh, france makes a lot more sense cuz you know it's only about an hour on the on the on the plane, so you know you can probably get there quicker than you can go all the way up to Barrow if you're in London or whatever. So, yeah, in yeah. that sense, it's a lot more sensible to do it in France.
1: I understand that Featherstone supporters and Lee supporters saying, "How can they get exemption if we, we're spending the same money? It's yeah, not euros, it's pound notes, but the same amount." why can we not get exemption? Well, you've tried and done it before. No offence to historic and yeah. traditional fantastic clubs like they are. They've been there and done it. Anybody trying for the first time, and I mean York or Newcastle, if they, they get the chance for Super League, I think first-timers in Super League should get exemption. Yeah. Just for the very fact that they're expanding the game. It's, it's a new thing. Look at the York game last night. We saw York pre-fair. Incredible scenes in a beautiful, brand-new ground in a university city that really is spreading the boundaries for us in rugby league. I think anybody who's a first-timer in Super League should be given the respect uh, yeah. of some kind of exemption, a couple of years, three years, or maybe five years. As it worked with Catalans, it's been proved that it's worked. So for me, that, that is the way forward. And it's not just French teams, because I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> I think for any team that's never been in Super League yeah. before, should be given that kind of respect for the ambition that they're showing and the potential that they're giving to the game.
0: Yeah. And obviously, we've, we've got the catalans have signed a deal for the to show the games haven't they i think they're still paying that though, aren't they uh yeah is that right yeah it's
1: difficult yeah, yeah. we did the story a couple of weeks ago uh it's a bit premature because it's not actually signed and seal We got pulled off <laughs> by the club saying don't say too much because uh it hasn't been finalized we're expecting within the next 24 hours right. an announcement from the club uh, yes it is uh people are frowned upon this it's a self-financing deal no television company in France is going to throw millions of pounds to lose in Catalonia. So they throw it at the rugby union. It's yeah. king over here. But this is the start. And Bernard Guasch, the, the president here, has taken the decision to finance each game uh, with Bain Sports at fifteen thousand uh, pounds. It's about eighteen thousand euros, and he's decided to pay that because the, the volume of sponsorship and receipts that came in after last year's success is phenomenal. The, the sponsors are pouring in, yeah. and all these companies. Would like to be rewarded by being on TV, yeah. So the, the the costs balance up that way. It doesn't sound a great success when a club is having to pay to put itself on TV, but commercially it makes sense here. And yeah. Toulouse is still working on a similar kind of deal. I, I'm not sure whether that's going to come to a fruition or not. We're speaking daily with a club, right? And fingers crossed it works for them. Of-
0: yeah, and on to Toulouse then, because uh, everyone was impressed with their style of play last year. You know the expansive way they play. Do you think they're going to? St- Stick to that this year, or are they going to be, you know, more conservative? Or well,
1: they got Toni Gigo as the captain. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <Well>, Tony <laughs> such a maverick genius. I mean, spotted Sylvan hula got you to uh, lose after the game on Saturday, and he said he described Toni Gigo as the best French player of his generation. Uh, but there's one little missing piece from Tony's game. He doesn't seem to be a great team player. He's yeah, it's like that with those genius players. They seem to believe in themselves so much that they don't really. Connect with the rest of the team. Yeah. Now uh, Sylvan and, and Tony have talked long and hard about this, and uh, he uh, Sylvan reckons, and they both agree that this little part of his game, this leadership and, and this responsibility, he's going to be given now, uh, will be the final piece in that in Jutisaurus ego. So, so uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, he is the most maverick, unusual, <laughs> unorthodox player. Really French character. throwing the ball at his style, and the rest of the team plays that way. Sylvan is 40 years old. The French coach played the game over here. And he, he loves that kind of thing. Get Let the ball speak. Because it's starting this wall on, that, that pitch is like a snooker table. It's, it's massive, wide and expansive. And I think it suits that kind of play. Yeah. Can you still hear me, actually? Uh, Casey, the wind's whipping up here.
0: Yeah, that's fine. You're still coming through,
1: yeah. So, yeah, I do I do believe Toulouse is going to bring something different to Super League uh, in the way that they play. He won't compromise Sylvain. Of course, he said, we've got to play a little differently. It's not the Championship. We need that uh, backbone, that spine of, of security and, and maybe a little bit more set-for-set set, uh, domination by forwards. But he's going to let the ball fly. He's going to uh, chuck it to the wings and you uh, will see some, something quite spectacular, I think, him to lose this year.
0: Yeah, I think we saw we saw a bit of that, um, you know, the, the the inconsistency, shall we say, with Tony Gigo and, and others. You know, when there was that Catalan, before they had the big season last year, you know, they'd look brilliant in some games and then they'd have a blowout score or ill-discipline, yeah. yellow cards or whatever and you thought, this is a great team but why can't they do it? But they showed last year, uh, you know, they they didn't... Because even before the start of the season, people weren't exactly looking at them of going, you know, they... Because they didn't add much in. They've not added much in this year. It's just little tweaks here and there that's pushed yeah. them on further. Do you think Catalan's... Can do it again, can they? Because in the grand final, I I watched it myself. I was at Old Trafford, and I thought some of those refereeing decisions, uh, and obviously Bernard Gouache Yeah, fine for that. (laughs)
1: Fine for
0: that. I I totally agree with him. I thought some of them decisions, what like what were going on, but
1: I've never been a ref basher, and uh, and I know Aaron Burr is a lovely guy. There's no referee goes out there to make mistakes. Well, yeah. Like, no player goes out to drop the ball. And, yeah. you know, the heat of the moment. I was at Old Trafford with all the journalists, the French yeah. journalists with her, all their little gang at the club. <laughs> like, the English guys are pretty cool and relaxed. But yeah. we go for it. Everything, <laughs> and, everything, and right at the end, there's a massive sense of disappointment. Yeah. But you've got to say, you can't take it away from Saints. Saints is yeah. the three That That is a fact. They are the dominant team in Rugby League now. Yeah. To be so agonisingly close. Well, Steve Matt described it as a sickener in the press conference after yeah. I've the season so and so. Because I think they, they thought they'd invested so much. In the right case, uh, it's those little tweaks that you just mentioned. Uh, yeah. What they're doing is just incrementally uh, getting rid of players that they don't think fit into the team ethic and bringing in players that are, are real. You look at players like Mike McMeekin and Matty Whitler who've been brought in that maybe been under the radar at previous clubs, but here they're, they're allowed to flourish because they're ultra-professional. They train hard, they work hard, they listen the team players. And we talk about Tony Gigo and Tony Gigo. Kenny Edwards was another one. Wasn't necessarily a team player who fitted in with all that. That maverick nature. Brilliant players, but it's not what Steve Mack wants. Steve Mack wants his team to be uh, one solid group. And you can hear them now trying to <laughs> at each other. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, a gang of friends and it's unusual because being a French club with so many Australians and English, in. you'd think it'd be creaky, you know, in certain groups, but they're not. It's one solid group. And I'll give some credit to... Um, Richard Hummets, who's left to go to Leeds, who's the performance manager here, he ensured that that spirit went through to all the training sessions and all the personal stuff, the fitness and health. And with them both, Steve Mack and uh, Richard Hummets have been a fantastic team. They've revolutionised the club from top to bottom. The juniors, the reserves now are winning games. And Everybody wants to be a Catalan Dragons player in this part of France. Uh, It's those little tweaks like you said. Little by little, this club has become what it always wants to be, consistent on the pitch and professional yeah. off
0: it. And obviously, it's going to be a hard, you know, to get to topple Saint Helens. Can <laughs> can they do it? Can what do you well, reckon? As we saw,
1: as we saw in the grand final case, you know, there were two points behind yeah. them there, and there may have been one or two refereeing decisions <laughs> that you can allude to there. Of course, they're up there with them, and obviously, the big games coming up in just less than two weeks now. The uh, Thursday night at Saint Helens there. I think everybody's going to be watching that. Catalan's yeah. uh, produced record viewing figures on Sky last year. Right. Because of the way they play the game, everybody's fascinated by what they're yeah. going to do next. And I think this game against St Helens is going to break all, all figures from viewing on yeah. Sky because people are fascinated by the way that grand final ended. Yeah, I think most neutral fans would say, "Look, well, you know, they were hard done to, Catalans. Are they going to put that into the performance of St Helens? Is it going to be something very special? Yeah. I would imagine it's going to be very physical early on because... These guys, they, they, I don't know what they're eating, but they, they, <laughs> the physique at the moment Dil Dudson's looking the best he's ever looked. Yeah. Sam Cassiano's lean and mean; he's he incredible in the second half against Toulouse on Saturday. So I think, uh, yes, they can beat Saints. Whether they'll do it on the first day of the season, away in Saint Helens, who knows? That, that's the beauty yeah. of it. I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think they've probably got a better chance this year because you know, Saints have had to get rid of some players, you know, they've lost Lachlan Keogh, they've lost a couple of others, and for me, they've signed Conrad Hurrell and I thought, well, do, is is he for St. Helens? Like, but he's apparently yeah. lost a load of weight now, so maybe, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't mind the player carrying weight because I think Conrad's so mobile for, he's always been kind of a barrel, it reminds me of a, probably, you're too young for this Tony Carroll used to, right. to play a bit of as well, i <laughs> we call him Tony Carroll a barrel because his physique was <laughs> was retuned, yeah, but firm. And I tell you what, he could bounce players off yeah. and break holes I'm not too, too fussed about the shape of Conrad Hull, because yeah. the guy is an incredible player. Been so unlucky at Leeds with injuries, and I think it could be a sensation. Linking up again with a Tongan coach, Christian Wolfe, though, well, yeah, I think he's going to be happier, healthier, and, and hopefully injury-free. Uh, yeah. Maybe not have a good game on Thursday night. <laughs> <he's a Conrad. laughs>
0: yeah. And I think, uh, going back to Catalans and Toulouse, because you know we've got we've got uh, rugby league on uh channel 4 now more audiences you know terrestrial television free free to air but the adding to losing catalans into it i think because rugby league is always like oh, the northern the northern sport and i even i saw an advert um like last week or whatever on twitter and it were i think it were it was Channel Four, and they were the the they had the advert for the rugby league, and it was Vernon Cave introducing it. I don't know if you saw it, but he's like he introduced it like proper Northern rugby. It's like you still can't get away from that little thing, but I think adding adding them into it can, you know, because f- from the outsider who we need to attract to, you know, make this sport bigger than what it is. Having Catalan's and losing it makes it. You know, okay, it's not just these northern teams, there's all these as well.
1: It's a broader footprint for yeah. sure, isn't it? You're talking, talking about a northern sport in England, this is yeah. a southern sport in France. Yeah. These two teams are from the very far south of France. But it's a similar thing, just the, the upside down way of it. Rugby Union is more northern in France uh, than, than Rugby League. Yes, it's a broader footprint, and I think, as I said before, about Catalan Dragons producing record view figures for Sky. and it, uh, Just a quick well, Sky. People keep slagging Sky off, but it wasn't yeah. for Sky and the money they play. Was, well, yeah. I think we had a, a much more perilous state than we've been in. Yeah. And I remember again, you may be too young, the early days of Eddie and Steve were incredible. You know, they they, they really presented it uh, as a modern, vibrant, uh, professional sport. So I'm yearning for those days again. Maybe they will come back again. But the inclusion of Channel Four, Premier Sports, uh, the sportsman's getting involved. There's so many different angles now. A TV yeah. is going to come into this game. It's just important. That you quite rightly said we'd up present this flat cap northern
2: yeah.
1: and no offence to flat caps, I loved <laughs> the fans there last night. And when it came to Toulouse for the for the yeah. final, fantastic to meet up with a bit of pubs and, and, and the knowledge they've got is incredible. And they may wear flat cats, but they ain't old people. It's all yeah. the young guys and young women coming wearing the caps, it was good to see. But we do need a, a more broader, less northern approach and I'm obviously not a French person but I'm here with a very strong Wigan. Actually, but it fits in well with all the Wiganers in the, in the country uh, so yeah I think we do need a little bit more polish yeah. marketing's always been the thing for me when Super League brought from the RFL we all thought oh, all of a sudden we've got this brand new marketing organisation but immediately the clubs took control didn't give Robert Elston the the, the uh, rub that he needed to do what he wanted to do and the poor guy just couldn't do it so he, he headed yeah. off with his pay off and And we're back at square one, if not in a worse position, really, because I think the marketing side of the game possibly at its lowest ebb that I've ever seen. Um, But with Channel 4, as you say, Vernon Kane, Channel 4, yeah, it might be Northern and a bit (laughs) of a a cliché, but I think any publicity is good for us because we don't get much, do we?
0: Yeah. Uh, Although although on, on the marketing and stuff, I think... An individual club can do the best ever. They can perform so good. But if you've not got that structure in place, you know, we, every year we're thinking, oh, are we going to have promotion? Are we going to have this? Uh, are we going to be back with S- Super League? And, uh, as you know, you need a proper plan in place that says this is the structure we're having. This is, you know, this is the funding, etc. But <laughs> behind the scenes, it's in... It's all up in the air, so you can you can do as much as you want, but if you're yeah. not going to have that structure in place, then people are not going to be as interested, if you know what I mean. We, uh, can you still
1: hear me, yes, I think Yeah. Listening. Can you still hear me? Yeah. I think the sad thing about rugby league is there's an air of desperation about it. Yeah. So we're, we're... We'll snatch whatever little bit of publicity we've got and be grateful for it. Ever so humble, ever so humble. <laughs> and we're not really, because if you see the game, it's, it's an incredible sport. Uh, for whatever reason, over the, the last few decades, the game hasn't got the media coverage it's deserved. Now uh, With this this new burgeoning online coverage, uh, Channel 4 and the other people coming in, Sky doing more games than ever this season, uh, and Super League, got a real chance this year. And with Toulouse and Catalans doing so well, I think the opportunity there. I just wish we had someone in the position of authority to maximise it and maximise yeah. the commercial side of it. To losing Catalans here, gate receipts are important of course, but the vast majority of the money comes in commercial revenue with France is enormous, enormous, the sponsorship. We need somebody at the RFL or Super League or whenever they merge together to maximise that and work with yeah. it because we are not just an English game anymore, Super League is a truly European game with France being involved. We need that personnel and that expertise to, to, to market it properly. And, and to maximise the revenue coming in because just giving players Papa John pizzas oh. work again that era of desperation a yeah. few years ago we put Eddie Stobart sponsored the league yeah. because he could put it on the side of his <laughs> life that nobody ever saw yeah. that was the worst two steps I've known it and it's sitting in for people who love rugby league and the, the, the guys who play it and go out every week and lumps nu- off each other to be given a stone cold tuna pizza after a game you almost <laughs> want to throw it back in uh, Yeah. It's, uh, it's that desperation I'm so team whatever we can do through the media because we do all the match reports and yeah. some bobs for radio and tv from here for france and we're always positive about it and not because we're just cheerleaders yeah we truly believe in it and we're genuinely so happy that it's, it's booming around here at the moment but what the problem we have got is right at the very top and i know they all work very hard in rfl I'm not criticizing people individually but the policies you need to get professional people in from outside yeah. of the game you know how to deal with the top advertising agencies, the top TV corporations, the top sponsors, and and that's the only way forward for us. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll still be capping under them and desperate yeah. for the money and giving cold pieces away. where well, yeah. Just the worst thing we could do.
0: And I, I don't think they can go far wrong if they get the guy in from the World Cup. You know, who's yeah. in, in charge? Yeah. Classic. His name escaped me then, but yeah, yeah, he. You know. Uh, because they've, I'm sure they signed. They've got the deal with Kazoo. They're advertising yeah. with them, and I'm sure that's seven figures. So you yeah. know that's something that we've not done. It's always Betfred, Northern Rail, Bachelor's Peace, even. <laughs> I like a mushy. You, you don't get many words.
1: <laughs> right here. Who do miss a, a tin of Bachelor's? I think John Dutton's done a an incredible job with the Rugby yeah. uh, World Cup. And so again, the words sickening, in because we do get these knocks. That we couldn't hold it last year. Yeah. All that hard work for the first time I've seen Prince Harry at uh, Buckingham Palace for the trophies, these blue chip names coming in. I think the the practice, this guy John Dutton, is worked so hard on his team to, to produce this feel good factor and then just a the COVID thing again, Christian. Yeah. So uh, I, was, I was pretty tough on the Aussies when it when I actually did checking out, etc. But with yeah. hindsight, I suppose it, it wasn't gonna happen, was it? There's nothing we could do. And it wasn't just the Aussies, the Tongans, the Fijians, yeah. the Samoans, which we're all looking forward to. It couldn't be done. I'm just praying and hoping that we can get it in this year. Yeah, we've got a French one coming up soon. We want to get stuck
0: yeah. into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and going back to Toulouse, uh, their recruitment. Some people have been disappointed. Like, could they have signed, you know, better? What do you reckon? Uh,
1: when Catalans first came in, there was Stacey Jones and all these big NRL names. So. We, I think we all presumed that uh, Sylvan Hewlers would do the same thing and, and go big because they've got the funds, they've got the resources, they've got a really good commercial background there to lose. But Sylvain, yeah, when I asked him about this, he said, I've, I've had my Chris for five years. Every time I've played against James Cumberland, it has been incredible and ran the game. Matty Russell will be so explosive and, and free-running for us, the way we've played the game. And Gavin Springer wants to come back to France and prove himself to all those people in, in Super League. Uh, he said, these people want to play for us. I could go around Australia and, and get any number of players and fit them in, but they won't they won't fit in. Yeah. They won't fit into our philosophy, which is French Rugby League. You, when you come and play for Toulouse, you've got to buy into that. And having I've interviewed those four new recruits at Toulouse, each one of them said the same thing, that Sylvanas has made us feel wanted again. We went down from our Super League clubs into the Championship and went a bit missing. So for a player and some of the younger players, that, that profile... It's important, you know, you want to be a professional player, you want to be in the headlines and on, and on TV. So I think Sylvain's pretty shrewd, in fact he's very bloody shrewd, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got his head screwed on. And I think if it comes off, it's a massive stroke. If it doesn't come off, and unfortunately with Jonathan Ford leaving, and possibly Matt Corrala, and maybe others because of this terrible vaccination situation over here in France, uh, it, it could be termed as a flop and a, and a bad decision. But I'm not sure that will be because of the recruits. It may be because of the other reasons, as I've mentioned, the vaccination. He's hit lose particularly
0: hard. Yeah. And on that, you've just mentioned them to Jonathan Ford. Is Matt Carella gone as well? or what's, What is the situation? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's still, uh, he's still uh, contracted to the club. He's still a registered Toulouse player. Uh, he has the same views as uh, Jonathan Ford, that he doesn't want the vaccination. But the difference with him is, Jonathan said he's never going to have it, and he's, he's gone. I mean, we did a piece in The Express this week, yeah. and it was right from the heart. It was very emotional. He's—I didn't realise for such a big six-foot-five tough <laughs> guy, but holistic and organic, and, and very uh, laid back about things. Yeah. Uh, really impressed with his views. You don't have to agree with him, but the stance he took and uh, he stuck by his views—you've got to take your hat off to the guy. Although it's a massive blow for the Toulouse. There's some suggestion that Matt Corral is on the fifty-fifty border. The club won't talk about it. Yeah, And quite rightly, I'm not expecting Mark to talk about it because he's still in in, in a state of decision-making. Fingers crossed, let's hope and pray that, that he stays for Toulouse's sake because he's, he's simply like, from full-back. Yeah. He really will set Super League alight. Um, But I don't know his answer to that. And when he asked Silva at the weekend, is Mark Crowley going to play for Toulouse again? He said, I'm not sure. We'll yeah. more this week.
0: And um, this ruling, uh, when did this come in? Because it all seems to have just happened out of the blue. Is is this a new ruling?
1: Every day, every day it changes. Right. Uh, we first affected it. Tomorrow the rules uh, are relaxed a little, and we can get people into stadiums. Gilbert at the weekend there's only five thousand limits, But they change the rules right. again. Uh, so tomorrow, from tomorrow, it's unlimited uh, here and in Toulouse, which will be interesting to see for the first game. Uh, the, the rules on vaccination is. Uh, we have to carry with us a vaccination pass yeah. that proves we've had two jabs and a booster. If we don't have that, we can't access many, many public services, bars, restaurants, whatever you need to do to live a normal life. You can do the basics. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, you cannot be employed as a sportsman over here, right. uh, playing team sports or individual sports, uh, if you don't have this vaccination pass. Now, some people don't want to take it for health reasons or whatever, religious or spiritual reasons. Yeah, Fair enough, that's their choice. But I think it's a little draconian to me. Yeah. The policemen can go to work without a pass. Nurses can go to the hospitals without a pass. But rub the leaf place can't earn a living without a yeah. pass. You know, these poor guys, they're not getting paid a fortune. You know, yeah. they, they need to earn that contract just to survive with their families. So fingers crossed. And it, it is changing the numbers, hopefully. If, uh, if the numbers come down, uh, they will get rid of this, for me, a draconian rule.
2: Because yeah. uh, it's not
1: effective. Uh, and once they've got rid of that, players will be allowed to play the problem now is that any unvaccinated players in England who are coming to play at Catalans yeah. or Toulouse can't play here yeah. uh, I know Michael Carter at Wakefield has said that's a massive problem for him because they've got a few I'm not sure the vaccination rates the RFL said it's about 85% so that's allowed them to bring scrums back individual clubs may have more or less uh, Catalans of here are 100% vaccinated which is a massive relief for Steve yeah. McNamara in the selection process uh, the rest of it they just have to Hopefully, get vaccinated or hope that the rules change within the next two weeks. I think they will. Nobody knows. It changes every five minutes here and in back in England. Yeah. So, hopefully, within the first week or two of the season, uh, Catalans are away for the first week. to lose got the home game against Huddersfield. So, Ian Watson has already said it's going to be a weekend squad because yeah. he's got several players out. Uh, I just hope and pray that uh, it changes soon. Uh, for everyone's sake, for COVID's sake, yeah. people who are poorly. But, Rugby League, particularly, and Rugby League in France needs the rules to change pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, with all this up in the air, are looking at replacements? Or
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to uh, try and sign players. Before this news about Jonathan Ford and an injury to Matthew Gisome at the weekend, which he's going to keep him out for two months, twist his ankle quite badly. It's really, really sad for the guy. Uh, he, he admitted um, so then that he had a 27-man squad he had. He only wanted 29-30, but he couldn't find the right players. This is before all the trouble with COVID. Uh, and it's obviously got even worse now so he was in the market but he said only when the right player for Toulouse comes along he said okay I could sign any number of players just to make the squad up and bump the numbers up but it wouldn't be good for the team harmony it wouldn't be good for the playing group and the squad feeling and you've got to listen to the guy he's made a lot of correct decisions he's got the team super clean with his tactics and decision making so I think uh, trust him trust him but it the, of, of the world is upon him now. The weight of the Super League world is upon him because our eyes are on Toulouse to see how they fare in those opening games, first three or four rounds. They need to get some points on the board. And they know that anyway. They don't need me to tell them that. But particularly with this COVID situation, people are focusing with a microscope upon Toulouse. Yeah. Uh, I just hope for pray to get through it or the rules change. I asked Jonathan Ford, is he going to come back if, if the rules change? He said, you never say never, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows?
0: Uh, and it say, let's say they do go down. You know how big of a blow would that be? Or the,
1: the chief Inject's already said that to sustain the club at this level, they need to be in Super League, Super
0: yeah.
2: League
1: funding, and all the rest that comes with it, need to be sponsorship. He said, "Yeah, if we go down, we go down. We don't want to go down. We think we won't go down because we think we're strong enough. Uh, the only way is up. We've shown that progression. We've never uh, taken a dip in the, in the last ten years. So I've got confidence. But if they go down," I think we'd have to lose player contracts because they right. signed a lot of big names yeah. uh, just to get them to Super League. He said he's already got a Super League team. I think, I, and I, I think he has, actually, with a few maybe older players. But yeah, survived. they survived. I mean, Toulouse has been around since the 1960s. Uh, yeah. and they haven't been dominant in the, in the city. It obviously, Stad Toulouse, the French Rugby Union Giants, uh, are the, the big noise there, and we've got a football club. But there's a growing feeling because it was big once in, in Toulouse, in the, in the 50s and 60s. It was uh, they were champions and the hope is that people will come back to that. It's not too many years ago, a couple of generations ago. And they're creating a buzz. They're very good at marketing, which we talked about earlier. They're pushing it around the city. You've got a business club that's supported by over 60 major business names in Toulouse, which is a really commercial city. I think they would survive it. And the the chief execs assured me if they go down, they go down, but they'll come back up again. Yeah, They're going to keep blowing at it. But they're not even thinking that way. The plan is to continue that trajectory and get to lose, which is a massive sporting city, uh, into the hierarchy of the league.
0: Yeah, and going back to Catalan's, one player who impressed me last year, because I didn't really see much of him before then, is Artur Morg, but he, has he got injured now?
1: Yeah, he's, he's ruptured his ankle with him, see, uh,
0: right.
1: and his left ankle training two weeks ago, and they hoped he could walk it off. He plays off his ankles, that's Arthur's game. He's yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. uh, ruptured his ligaments, which is bad, and the same. Up to three months. Now, he's, he's a good young, helpful lad. He might shorter than that. He's already a week into it. So, it's going to be like three, four rounds, five rounds at the Super League. They'll miss him. But it, it's a funny thing because Tyrone May stepped in. He's the ultimate utility player, depending with Panthers' grand final in last year. Bit of controversy behind him, but we'll, we'll leave that to one side. <laughs> he's uh, He's got skills and he can step in at dummy half. He stepped in for Mickey Mac uh, in the second half on Saturday. And just... Seamless again, you know, you can play the game anywhere, just like Arthur, who's been stepping at full back when Sam's been out, uh, number six, number nine. He can do that. It's 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 cruel on Arthur that someone's appeared all of a sudden and he gets an injury, and that person can do his job. Whether he can do it to the same skill level, I don't know, because what everybody's excited about Arthur and his yeah. genuine skills, and people are comparing him to a legendary rugby league figure over here, Guizhoubert, who's one of the latest, most famous rugby league players ever. Uh, and he's got. He looks like He's got similar skills to him. Explosive with the ball, great it left and right, and difficult to put down. So fingers crossed and good luck. Hopefully he's back from injury as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. In terms of like some prediction for Super League, then. So we'll start off with the Grand Final. We mentioned it earlier, but if if you were to say who's going to win it, what who would you say?
1: No, I've got to say, Catherine, yeah. and not, That's not because I'm a cheerleader. I yeah. getting accused of this. Uh, I think the club is still on that on that growth stage, yeah. and so, well, Timmy Malone is gone. Jason battieri is gone. Uh, to be honest, it's a better squad. It's a stronger squad. No offense to those boys this year. Uh, and if they can keep it together, like any other club, injury suspensions will will have uh, a major effect. If they can keep this, this trajectory of professionalism, and this team, I can hear them on the pitch. You know this. this tight bond a the playing group they can go all the way and win it i think they're stronger this year than last year yeah we're only two points behind saints in the grand final with those couple of decisions that yeah made when, one way or the other so i'm going for captain's to win it yeah and i think saints will be in the final next one leads leads are probably maybe another 18 months off i think but they're, they're coming but leeds are coming yeah. wigan i'm not so sure about this year yeah My home term team but i've got to be admit uh matty pete the coach there now I'm not sure how many assistant coaches come up and be super successful, but I hope he does. I really hope he does. He's well thought of, and uh, Sean Wayne's up up in the gods over there as well, so he's back in the club. He'll help. Chris Rads is a great chief exec. But there's something not quite right at Wigan for
2: me. You
1: know, players don't seem too happy. There's not a lot of smiles on faces. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it might be a tough season for Wigan.
0: Yeah. In in terms of Wigan, though, the, the, the way they've done it, it seems a bit strange. You know, they've got Matt Pete and they've got assistant, Lee Bray's, I think it is, and, yeah, yeah. like, what, it, it seems like, you know, they've got Sean Wayne ahead of them, it's like, okay, what is his role, what, who's actually in charge, you know, it's a bit strange, I think.
1: Who'd like Wayne he's the boss? <laughs> <laughs> I know. a bricks, but uh, Sean's a working, working lad, he loves the club, he wants what's best for the club, so Sean being there is what's best for the club, and, Yeah, uh, he's not silly enough to interfere in everything, he's quite, what a great mentor to, to go to. The guy's won so many uh, things for Wigan. As a player and, and a coach, I think that is a positive step for Wigan. There's just something in the mix. And I can't put my finger on it. There are rumours uh, in the Express. I like hear about a new buyer coming in for Wigan. Right. Uh, Ian lenigan has been a great chairman. There, and I met him down here the other week for the international game. and He's still passionate about things. But maybe it needs a new direction. Maybe it needs something right from the very top. I like what they're doing at the club now with this Robin Park pre-match entertainment, etc. They feel like Craven Street at OPR. What yeah, a, a fantastic initiative that is. We get it all the yeah. time here at the French pubs. They make the game day a, a real experience and, and people come just not just for the match but to have fun and, and sing and dance and, and mess about So we're going to do the same thing and hopefully that might bring crowds back. Yeah. That's been a massive concern, uh, declining crowds. So they need to do something to light up the DW and make it a match day experience. And I think they need some firm... Stance from the very, very top yeah. to, to, to get them back as a cohesive unit. Yeah. I think they look a bit splintered for me at the moment. Uh,
0: yeah, I think they need to go more expansive because, you know, last year there were so many nils um, and, you know, they have Hardacre in the side, uh, Jackson Hastings, who's gone. And how how can you have all them and still be so rubbish in in, in attack? But I, th- I think.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say rubbish, but I think well, you yeah mentioned two players there, Zach and Jackson Easton's brilliant individual players, yeah. like as Tony Hugo, individual players. And I think they just need somebody to to force it into a tightly gelled unit. They just seem it just seems to be splintered, I use that word again. There's something not pulling that yeah. team together. Hopefully with Wayne back and he's, he's the guy who can knock a few heads together for sure. Um hopefully that that will come together. This year, but time will tell. We'll see. Yeah.
0: The year before, though, they were really—they got to the grand final, obviously, under Adrian Lamb. But one player we were really impressive was Bevan French, but he's just been—he's been missing for yet. We've ain't seen him. But I don't yeah, even know got, if he's going to come his back. He died
1: back home in Australia, sadly. Yeah. He lost his mom. She's been poorly, uh, so he, he was injured, obviously. Yeah. quite some time uh, prior to that, but yeah, the club's been very good, in they're in this time to go home. Uh, uh, to quite rightly, with his mom, and unfortunately, she, she's passed on now. So, I'm not quite sure exactly where he is yeah. in the world now, whether he's back in the club, but he'll be back soon. He's lightning that, that Oh, guy, yeah. can really light up the game. These are the players we need in the Super League. Yeah. Sorry about the wind here. It's, it's fine. We're down for the, the Pyrenees. So, <laughs> it's drowning, I found out. Um, Devin French is a genius, incredible player. We want to see him back on the pitch. Call yeah. Current Saints there, potentially. Explore. We've got some really big names. Mitchell, PFT. Now, Dylan Nathan was incredible at the weekend against Toulouse. He's got some really big names. And then Sam Tompkins, who's shirking at everybody here at the moment. <laughs> uh, he, he played his usual. I mean, Man of Steel last year. For the second to nine years since the first one, it died. That is miraculous. And he's playing better than he's ever done. Yeah. Super happy. All these big-name players, we've got to push them. We've got to really market them. And with the help of Channel 4, and uh, the roof's coming up here. And with the help of Channel 4, and the new avenues on social media the game, it's kind been a better time to push rugby league. Yeah, and we'll do a bit fancier, but super positive, super buzzing uh, about everything because the only way is up for the game. Catalans shown the way, Chelsea's are coming next
0: for me. Yeah, uh, I think that in terms of the marketing, one thing that we just don't do is is personalities and players because you know, if, if you ask a non rugby league person who, who do you know, they'd probably say like Rob Burrow or Kevin Sinfield. Who have both retired? Obviously, we need a new person, and I think with Channel Four on free-to-air TV, that's where we can maximise that.
1: Exactly, um, Channel Four got hold of uh, Formula One and cricket and revolutionised the coverage. Yeah, fantastic graphics, new ways of analysing the game. These these laser beams where the balls have been thrown to wickets. Formula One that's now back on Sky. It's changed because of Channel Four. The original. Thinkers as a Four, and I'm, I'm desperately hoping that they can bring something extra to our game because we know it's great on the pitch. Yeah. We just need something with a bit of genius, yeah. presentation and skills to, to really show it to the max. And as I said, I, I'll never criticise Sky. I'm immensely grateful for what Sky's done. They've signed this new deal, two-year deal now. I'm sure they're going to up the ante this year. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do. Uh, so, th- time's never been better for Rugby League to maximise this. I just hope that there are people in positions at the RFL and Super League uh, that can maximise it. That, that's the yeah. disconnect to me. You've got television executives, you know what they're doing. Is there anybody better than Channel 4, more more forward-thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Sky, right at the forefront of sports presentations. Yeah. So what is this disconnect? Why can we not make our game ultra-successful? It's brilliant on a pitch. Yeah. You can't get it through to people. Non-believers, we can't until the day we die. Yeah. Non-believers, why can't we get them in? That's the eternal question, and I think it is that disconnect between the game's the ruling body and the, the executives and advertising smart guys in the city of London who don't know anything about rugby league, but know how to present it, know how to push it, and know yeah. how to bring money into the game. You've got to use these people and stop promoting ex-players and just, uh, through the game, people that's just spoken with, decent players and nice people. You've got to get professionals in the game, people know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's for me, that's the problem at the moment.
0: Yeah. In terms of on the field, you know, it, it, from minute one to the end, it's fast flowing, it's not stop. It's You know, you can watch a big game, Man City v Man United, and you, you can be half asleep at half time and nothing's <laughs> happened.
1: I'll never get it, I'll never understand it. Yeah. I mean, there was originally a football supporter before, I think it was 12 years old, so the league. Uh, I never never looked back because once we've got it in the system, you can't get it out. We've got a lot of moans and groans in the game. Yeah. For me, scrums are coming back this year, that'll be yeah. different. In a funny kind of way, it got a little too fast. we us had our game on 80 minutes of pulsating action compared to rugby and stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. Because of COVID, we had to lose scrums and then it got faster and faster. The players are not stupid. They just devised a way of slowing down when they want to breathe or they're going down. Now, the green card's coming in this year Oh to, yeah. to hopefully get rid of all that. But scrums are back, so I think that'll give a natural pause in the game.
2: Just yeah.
1: Originally, I, I was in favour of getting rid of them all together, but the more you think about it, and it, you used them on Saturday in the trial game, the more you realise that it does allow a team to re, re-establish itself, plan the next move. You're going to see some kind of set moves from the scrum, which are always exciting to see, some you know, length of the pitches and, and some creative uh, moves from your hard back So, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll pause a little bit more, but maybe pause for rest breath, breath and a drink of beer is a good thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Last year we saw Hull KR as like the surprise package. Do you see anybody else like being, you know, coming up and surprising everyone?
1: Hull okay, KR, we had so many one pointers and nail biters with both yeah. guys last year. It was incredible. Tony Smith is, is just a genius coach. Yeah. Uh, he's got the skills mentally and he knows how to motivate teams. Uh, so. Funny enough, I wasn't surprised at okay, all, they really pushed us all the way last year, apart from the semi-final at the end, yeah. which I think everybody got blown away by the emotion of the sellout crowd and the fireworks, so that they were never going to uh, challenge us in that challenge Catalan, I should say. Um, surprise packages, do you know Leeds, you know this new back, half-back partnership there, uh, I think they've got a real, real shot at, uh, something very special, Leeds, but maybe they just want one year out of it, so no surprises there. Saints are going to be Saints they're, they're yeah. always going to be the Super Saints uh, I can't see hope. I don't know about Hull. Yeah, now they've got the investment and the, my God they've got some players it just doesn't seem to click and Jake Connors bust his hand now but hopefully it's not too bad so they're, they're going to miss him for the first couple of rounds um, I can't see any I think for me it's going to be a, a repeat like the three pieces Saints it's going yeah. to be a, a repeat of last season where you're going to see Kaplan and Saints that's just my opinion but uh, taking it away and, and putting a bit of a gap yeah. between them and the rest of the pack. Uh, as for surprises, I think Okiawa will continue to improve, it's such a feel-good club, club that uh, I think they're on the, on the up. Uh, Salford, I love the club, I love the people. Uh, I can't see them doing anything more than they normally do. Yeah. Ian Watson's under the microscope at Huddersfield, uh, good signings and a great coach. He's got in his second season now. He'll get more into Huddersfield, the Giants, this year. It'll be so interesting to see how they go up to lose in the only the, the game there in a couple of weeks. Uh, as for surprises, no. No, I'd be surprised if Cetelands uh, if don't win the grand final.
0: <laughs> and what what about Warrington? Because they every season they look like they're going to do something finally and then they just don't end up doing it.
1: I don't know what it is with Warrington. They've got all the money, all the investment, all the players... Keep signing these guys and big names over the past ten years. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's the, the cliche, and it's always your year. And maybe that really is getting to them a little bit. Yeah. They put a little bit of pressure on themselves, thinking, "Why the hell can't we do it?" And it's psychologically, that final hurdle seems to always undo them. Saints always do them at the right moment or Wigan. Uh, they always give us a tough game. They're a good side, words. Good cracking club with with resources, but. It's a mystery to me. And if you're asking if they're going to be surprised this season, I can't see it. I can't see yeah. George Williams is a brilliant signing, and he have got some good, real good quality players in there. Daryl Pearl is, is an excellent coach. Like any new coach, you need a couple of years to set in. When when Steve McNamara first came here, he lost seven from nine in his first season, and he's under massive pressure. Yeah. So a new coach at a new club, and Steve was ex-England coach, proven down under, fantastic coach, but it's difficult when you step in at a new club. Yeah. And you might know the place inside out and all that. I think Warrington will, will, will take some time to bed in with, with Daryl Powell, so I can't see them winning much this year.
0: Yeah, and in terms of going down then, obviously you're not going to say to lose. So who do you think <laughs> think's going to go down then?
1: It's, it's a difficult one because you kind of curse a club, don't you, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, Toulouse are up against it. If things don't go right for Toulouse, as much as the Liverpool place, uh, if they don't get a, the wind in the right direction for them with the vaccination rules and certain players coming in. All they need now is two or three injuries to make major players and God forbid, uh if that happens, they'll be in trouble and as much as I want them to stay up, they will be in trouble. Yeah. Uh my heart can't say they'll go down. I think the time is around, you look at the Wakefield Trinity with bully coach, you know his coach again, and if it'll take time to bed in, but that's my position work. They are winning games week in, week out. The facing them real troubles, you know, to to get some points in. I think Wakefield, Salford, you know, that's no surprise to anybody. Could be on the edge of it uh, and hopefully to lose third from bottom. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I I don't know about Wakefield, you know, because can they keep hold of the main players as well? If if they don't do much this year, I don't think they can keep hold of Tom Johnston and, and others like that.
1: You know, we've got some plans for a new ground, eh? Well, yeah. these plans for this brand new ground at uh, Bellevue have been coming together for Adam was a lad. <laughs> it's, it's finally coming to fruition. i yeah. a bit more confidence in the future the place, but in the, in, the, in the now, in the present, you're quite right. You know, you've got uh, Tom Johnson there and uh, a big bopper. Will they stay at a club that's perennially just losing games and struggling to stay up? You're right, if they have a bad season this year, they could face a crisis of confidence and players. I hope not. You know, nobody wants to talk about who's going down. It's a fact of life and it's a conversation piece. Uh, The season will take so many twists and turns. Each club's going to have its own problems with injuries and suspensions. It's uh, an the beauty of the the game. I can't wait for it to start.
0: Yeah, and in terms of who's coming up then... Obviously, it's between Featherstone and Lee. But which, who would you back in then?
1: I watched Featherstone last night against York, and, and York put a real good stint up in the first half, but a lethal second half. I and mean, yeah. Brian Mack as coach, it, for me, can only be Featherstone. Yeah. I mean, Derek Bowman will, will be upset a that, but what <laughs> you're going to do? You, you've got a—he's a controversial character, yeah. character and a, a real uh, name of the game, high profile. And he's put his money where his mouth is. given his due, I know. Had contractual difficulties when he tried Super League a couple of years ago and have got rid of a few players who are long-term contacts. And there's an element much controversy about that, but you know, as, a, as a Wigan boy at uh, Leigh-Anne Saints, were our, our main rivals, you know, a real soft spot for the league club, and I'd like to see them back in Super League. Yeah, It, it can only be between those two. I, don't, I can't see any other team uh, challenging. Featherstone looked really good last night and they'll get better because yeah. Brian McDermott won't put up with any, any slacking or any uh, hesitation. He's, he's, he's full on. He's a yeah. great coach.
0: I, I agree, I think it's going to be Featherstone because obviously Brian McDermott's in there but they've, they've, they've already had like a, a winning a winning team already but uh, the people they've added on to that with Lee, you know, they've brought in good players and all but they've had to get rid of so many there's a whole new team, a new coach, new ideas and I think that is going to be why Featherstone will go up ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. case. It's, uh, it's always a lottery. Given this, again, it's all about injuries and suspensions with, with tight squads in the championship, uh, uh, particularly with not much money in the championship. But I think, as we saw last night with that TV coverage, it was a, the stadium looked fantastic at York. There's a real buzz about the championship I now. Mean, the Premier Sports presentation team last night was was incredible. Yeah. Uh, so there's a feel-good factor. Hopefully, this is a bit of oxygen of publicity for the competition. Might inspire your likes of Halifax and, and York. And, to, to challenge, put it. It
0: can only be fair or Liam. For me, fair all the way I think. Yeah, in terms of the TV deal for a championship, how long does that last for? How what? How long is the deal? I'm not
1: sure.
0: Yeah, sure because I, I, you know, we want that all the time now. Because Sky had it previously, but we never, we never, it never saw the light of day. And you think, why did they not put any on? Why did they not show yeah.
1: it? It's a peculiarity that of the, the previous Sky contracts, the yeah. new deal now, which has given the championship the opportunity to go elsewhere. And Sky bought the whole game, but didn't choose yeah. to, to show that it. was such an exciting competition, particularly at the end of the season when they're trying to get
0: yeah.
1: I've never understood that why they didn't. They got you know, put basketball and baseball yeah. and any number of uh, peculiar sports. They
0: even have <laughs> netball, yeah, <laughs>
1: netball or whatever. On uh, <laughs> it's their decision. They must look at yeah. new figures, but. I'd give it a shot. I would have yeah. given it a couple of games. You know, just to, that looked great last night on TV, and, and the presentation again was polished and, and like a breath of fresh air. This guy could have gone for that. I wish they had it done. But yeah. They haven't. No, let's let other people run with it. I'm not sure about the length of the deal. I presume it's a two year deal, as in line with the Sky yeah. deal. But it's a, it's a real opportunity for the championship, I'm quite yeah. excited for them.
0: Yeah, I th- I think uh, last year in the playoffs when when they had it the championship playoffs, I'm sure the viewing figures for that were on a par with the Super League game. So it's not that people don't people want to watch this. So it's.
1: What rugby league better for me on, on TV? Yeah. i Watch you know local <laughs> amateur club. Uh, our local amateur club. Our Bromford, then going will go on Sunday to watch them and There's one man and his dog watching yeah. the game. But I'd pay to watch it on TV, particularly with this wind and this. Cold breeze at the moment, Yeah. sunny, but it's, it's a bit parky, don't you? Yeah, um, but yeah, 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 I'd love to see more championships. It's guaranteed, Monday night 49. Everybody's going to tune into yeah. that. You need a, a subscription to Premier Sports. We oh, sat there last night for the first time in hey, ages, that Monday night watching Rugby League, and it was fantastic. It, yeah. was, it was like, is this? It didn't feel like a Monday night, it was like a yeah. Friday night, but the, the quality of the game was superb, and, and the way they covered it, it was brilliant. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we're at the end of episode one already. Time's flown by. Thanks again to Steve Brady for coming on the show. And next week, we've got T. Ritson on, the Barrow Raiders winger, who just scored so many tries last season. And I'm backing him to score quite a few more this year as well. He's got so much pace. If you've not already seen him, defences just can't handle him. So join me next week for that.